Hey there, guys. Uh, so before we start, um, something that Mark and I actually decided uh, between recording this episode and putting it out there, uh, we've decided on our next commentary track, uh, which will be available on Bandcamp, and it's going to be for The Greatest Showman. Um, I threw it out there with Mark. I knew I knew he liked The Greatest Showman, so I knew like really like like top ten at the end of the year liked it. Um, and I've been very interested in a rewatch of it, and I thought it would be interesting. And it's a film that I didn't get on with all that much, but he really did. And to have a discussion about that, I thought it would make quite an interesting commentary track. And you know, who knows? Maybe one of us will change our minds or something um, upon rewatch. Well, we shall see. Um, so that's we're recording that on Sunday um, as I record this. That's the uh, the sixth, and um, I'm aiming to have it out on Sunday as well. So that will be on the Bandcamp um, feed, which uh, also um, has the Neon Demon commentary track for anyone who um, wasn't a patron when the pa- uh, when the Patreon ended. Uh, that's available as well. Um, the track uh, the tracks are just a pound each. Um, or is it a dollar? It's a pound or a dollar. Apologies. I'm, I'm pretty... Actually, I, fuck it, I can't remember. Um, so, you know, it's not all that much. It does help support the show and it gives you some additional content, but you don't have to pay for it. But it would help with the with the running of, of the show, um, with, with the upkeep and whatnot. It genuinely would. Um, not trying to, like, put a fucking pauper's hat on or anything like that, but to be able to do each show every week it does cost money uh you know for the for the storage space and uh yeah so there you go but you also get something out of it so uh that is dude and a monkey uh so dude and a monkey all spelt out dot bandcamp.com the neon demon is already up there and the greatest showman will be joining it um very soon uh, but now here's your regularly scheduled uh, Avengers Infinity War Jamboree. Enjoy. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, and welcome to episode 254 of Dude and the Monkey. I am one of your co-hosts, Mark Foster, and as ever, I am joined by... Ian Loring, hello. And as we are covering a comic book movie, we have our comic book correspondent in the house. Say hello to the people. Is this a comic book movie? I think so. Okay, yeah, hello, Noel Miller. Yeah. Sorry, I'm eating a peanut. I just realised that I'm eating a peanut and I'm supposed to be talking. So, what do we have this week? We have we have the much-anticipated, the culmination of ten years' worth of work, and we are bringing you Adam Sandler and Chris Rock's The Week <laughs> Of. Yeah. Um, it's all been building to this. Yeah, yeah. Some some Netflix film about a guy's new jewelry. Um, we'll also chat some trailers. Uh, we might get to what we've been watching. I'm gonna <laughs> say we might get to that um, because I think the week of might take up quite a lot of our time. Um, so it already did. It already fucking <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> Jesus fuck. <laughs> um, he makes yes. a fair point. He does indeed. Um, so, I'm going to swallow this peanut. Um, that I've been eating. Do, do you there want to eat the most, Mark? Because you're, no, you're doing it's, such it's... a marvellously professional job at this point. I know I am, yes, yes. 
I've got I've got a bit of a fucking stick up my ass about Mark at the moment to the other side last time. Yes. Yeah. No, you might know you might not know what this is about. All I'm going to say no. is the latest YouTube video on Dude and the Monkey on the Dude and the Monkey YouTube. Just check out like the last ten minutes or so of of, yeah. of us playing a way out last night. <laughs> Ian gets Ian gets quite angry with me. I get like kind this... of I get kind of silent angry, kind of. <laughs> is this the game where Mark's cooler than you as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It oh, is. Right, okay. Yeah, and he's definitely cooler than me. He's definitely <laughs> fucking cooler than me. <laughs> so yes, if, guys, if you want to uh, watch that and see what we're talking about, there are two episodes sorted in it about about two hours and ten minutes or something like that so far. Yeah. Of me and Ian playing uh, a way out. The second part of it i actually have bought a mic so you can actually hear me and uh i can hear what's going on as well um so guys has anything happened in the movie world that isn't related to the films we're going to talk about no is the answer oh no wait some uh, a, a a lady was ejected from bfi but we don't need to talk about that do we do we do we i, I, I wouldn't mind actually because i don't yeah. know what this is i saw ian tweet about it but i didn't i didn't catch the story what happened well, okay ian, ian, I'll, let, I'll, let, I'll let you go over it Okay, so basically uh, there was a, 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 a repertory showing of uh, The Good, The Bad and The Ugly. And um, it's this uh, lady's um, favourite film. And um, she was watching it. And apparently, so she's got Asperger's. And she was laughing quite loudly. Big Asperger's. Sorry? Big Asperger's? A massive Asperger's. No, no, no. Let's let's not do this. Um, Sorry. So, um, yeah, like... It's just the way, it's the way you said it, that's all. Awesome. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, at, at least I don't say Pokemon Honsu, so that's something. Um... It's Digimon Honsu. Yeah, all right, sorry, yeah, I, 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 I mispronounced it. Pokemon Honsu's lesser brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, exactly, <laughs> very good. Um, so... No, no, that's cool. Uh, so, uh, yeah, uh, basically, during the funny bits, she was laughing quite loudly. And um, a couple of audience members got quite shitty about it. Didn't seem to realise, hang on a second, this person's laughing quite loudly at bits that are supposed to be funny. Maybe she's really, really into it. And yep. m- maybe... We shouldn't call her a fucking bitch that apparently this one guy called her. Um, or shut the fuck up, you bitch, or something like that. Um, yeah, that was it. But anyway, um, management got involved. Well, the duty manager on that night got involved and ended up apparently rather forcibly dragging her out or having her drug out. And eventually the guy who swore at her also got kicked out, but quite a bit of the time after now and then it blew up on twitter and the guardian reported on it it, beca- it became actually like a major news piece yesterday in probably more left-wing media i can't imagine the sun had much to say about it i would say um no so the issue that i have here is people are, seem to be having a go at the the, the bfi about it what I would say is, I don't think any cinema chain in the country gives their management or their duty manager just on char- in charge that night 
I don't think they would give them specific training in how to deal with situations like that. And to be fair, I'm not entirely sure many kind of leisure areas would have training like that. I don't think that's just a cinema problem. I kind of think, yeah, it is awful what happened to her. And the BFI have been very apologetic and people have been saying, why don't you give her a free private screening? Yep, cool. Fair enough. I think, yes, <coughs> handling people with diff- with difficulties like that, absolutely, it, perfect world should be trained out all you know all the time in all walks of life it really should be my employer has a vulnerable customers training program that we do try and educate people as to what the what are the kinds of things we should be looking out for and and how we should help those people appropriately but to just have a go at the bfi in a tweet storm is not the right way of going about it and I bet that duty manager felt like shit after yeah. that. And yeah. I, the woman, it just there were no winners in this situation. And I, I think maybe it would it would behove people to remember that. Well, yeah. I had a strange one in uh, weird in my screen of Infinity War, <clears throat> um, in the sense that because the first start off right, if somebody is laughing at the amusing points no matter how hard they're laughing they're laughing at an appropriate point so what the fuck is people's problem yes now i always refer people back to uh with stuff like that is when i went to see uh, ghostbusters there was two full rows of people who were differently abled may be the most appropriate way to describe them mm-hmm. um and Every time the Ghostbusters theme came on, which is quite a lot during that movie, because it's a Ghostbusters movie, they started humming it, putting their hands up and swaying along. And I thought, that's quite distracting, quite annoying. However, is it actually annoying or is it two full rows of people enjoying a movie Mm. on a Tuesday afternoon? So they're they're not disrupting me. If I said anything or soft or side or anything like that, I'm disrupting their good time. So what I should do is just have fun with it and go, do you know what? That's quite a lot of fun. I'm fine with that, right? Um, in during Infinity War, though, there was a, a kid. What sounded like, and everybody around us thought it was a baby, that some motherfucker had brought a baby into the screening um, and was crying and was, like, screaming quite a lot during it uh and it was getting a little bit annoying and it's not the baby's fault just to point that out because obviously it's the the person who's brought in you know there are screenings <laughs> for babies and things like that you know being parent child screenings and things like that um and so it was a little bit this is annoying but you can't really say anything because it's not the baby's fault and the guy for the first few times it's like right the guy's probably more embarrassed than anybody else that's around here anything like that after about an hour and a half, getting close to two hours, the guy, the, the kid was making quite a lot of noise and the guy decided to, do you know what, this is it, it's time to go. And I turned around and had a, and I just had a look because I could hear quite a lot of shuffling and thought, right, is he going? And it wasn't a baby. It was a kid that was about five. So clearly the kid had problems, was it? 
I thought, do you know what? Can you imagine being the person walking up to that? Would have been walking up sort of to say to the guy, look, I think you need to take your baby out. And then getting there and going, mm. oh, that's not a fucking <laughs> baby. <laughs> See, this is this is the thing. It's that's I've been in that position before where you go to it because, you, you know, I don't like being bothered when I'm watching a film. That is why I've always said, give me universal release dates. Give me Netflix. Give me Amazon Prime. I'll happily watch this. I'll watch everything at home. I don't care. Um, <clears throat> but at the same time, I've been in the cinema when that exact things happened, and it's been more than more than once where you hear some commotion or some voices or some laughing or some uh, you know some some chatting or something like that, and your immediate reaction is, what "The fuck am I going to have to listen to that?" And then you realise, "Ah, okay, it's that kind of situation." So. I can see how something like this has happened and it's just a horrible situation all yeah. around. But why, why are we dwelling on it now? Why isn't it just, why isn't everybody just going, all right, this is a horrible situation. Nobody came out of it. Well, training is required. People also need to chill the fuck out and let's all learn from this. Like it's, it's, it's not a, it's not a situation to shout at either side, really, is it? No, it, 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 it's more an unfortunate situation. The thing is, I, I've I've been in the position where I've I've gone up to people and told them to shut the fuck up. But it's people who are it's usually people actually majority not <coughs> shut the fuck up. It's usually people who are, who are chatting on their phone or people who are using the phone. And mm. I have, I have no problem going up to somebody and saying if they're using their phone in the cinema and saying put your phone away or fuck off. And, and I have no problem with doing that. But if somebody was laughing, no matter how fucking hard they were laughing at the funny moments, I'd be like, yeah, that person's got a very loud laugh, haven't they? They they are really laughing at this fucking movie. Yeah. And it might be annoying, well, but then again, that's them laughing at the movie. I remember laughing my fucking ass off at a point during filth that nobody else found amusing at all. And I was laughing hard. And I have a feeling that everyone was thinking... Why is this prick laughing? This isn't funny. Mm. And I found it really fucking funny. The other thing to point out as well is, did you say this was the good, and, the, good the bad, and the ugly? Yeah. Mm. See, now, I've, uh, if I'm in a cinema, I'm generally watching a film for the first time, 99.9% yeah. of the time. Now, that can be troublesome if you do have a, a disruptive cinema, but if I'm going to see something for maybe the second time or the third time or whatever, I'm, I'm way less bothered about that type of thing. This is a film that's 50 years old, and I would imagine yeah. that anybody who's seeing it there is seeing it because they're a huge fan of it and has pr- and probably seen it at least once before. So if somebody's having fun and laughing at the points that they're supposed to be laughing at, go with it. Hell, just go with it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, 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 absolute agreement. Um yeah, or just fucking go, just go home and pick up the Blu-ray on the way. It'll probably cost you a fiver. Yeah. Another two strange things from my cinema going experience. One was uh, when I went to pay. I paid on my. I always pay Apple Pay, and it came up with gave me a receipt on my phone. But then they went off to my coffee, came back and said, "Oh, that's fifteen ninety-six." And I was like, "Right, well, I I have just paid. It's come up with a receipt on my phone." And one of the girls from the other counter said, oh, yeah, mine does that all the time. It comes up on your phone and say it's been paid, but it's actually not. And I was like, oh, right. fuck you. What? <laughs> oh, no, it gets better. I was like, right, well, I've been using Apple Pay for, like, two and a bit years, and that's never happened. She's like, oh, it happens to me all the time. And I was like, right, 
but it's never happened to okay. me. And I've Anecdotal. got a receipt here. I've got a receipt here to say that I've paid. So maybe the fault is with your system, not with my phone. I'm quite well in my rights to, 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 to pose that question to you. Yeah. Because I paid, it disappeared off here, then you came back, pressed something, and it came up again. So I'm just pointing out the fact that I won't be happy if I have to come back and say, you charged me twice. He said, right, well, yeah, but it does sometimes... Not the girl who's serving me, the other girl. I was like, right, that's fine, but I'm just saying, can you check to see if it's that? And she went, right, well, no, isn't it? She thought, like, I'm sorry, are you, now, are you now actually having a fucking argument with me? Yeah. And she just went, well, it's just, it, it hasn't gone through our system. I know that. Like, right. How? I said, so, right, I suggest shut up <laughs> before I get the manager to come over and have a sort of, we'll, we'll resolve this that way. Who do you bank with? HSBC. All right, okay, because I bank with. And I've not, I've not, I've not checked it to see if it's gone through yet. But if it is, I'll be going. I would have, like, I would have checked my internet banking straight away because Halifax is very good at showing you payments literally just gone through. Yeah, HSBC can can take days for Apple payments to show. Ah, right. What I would do, right, if you pay for it on Apple Pay in your Apple Mm. wallet. Yeah, I do. I should have it. Does it not come up with the last transaction? Like, if I click on... If I click on my Amex, it tells me my last transaction was £3.39 eight hours ago. Yep, shudder it. And she was like, yeah, mine does that all the time. Fuck it, Never done it. Yep. So, that was a bad experience, right? Then I get into the actual screening, and the um, fire exit sign is just flashing. It's not on, it's just flashing and blinking and flashing. So I said to Bex, if when the trailers start, that's still going, I'm going to have to go and say something. <laughs> right. All right, then. So I went up to somebody uh, and just said, the fire exit sign is blinking like a motherfucker in there. And I don't want that to still be blinking when the movie starts. And she went, all right, I'll go and speak to the manager. Literally a minute later, it's fucking off. Yeah, there you go. It's you off. Good. And I thought, right, you've pissed me off. And you've won me back. Yeah. I'm fine with you again. I, 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 my, my levels have gone back down. <laughs> I don't know. It just, it's that that experience has been ruined for that that woman. And I wonder how much she's liking all the attention she's now getting because of this as well. Mm. Um, you know, like I, I, I'm sure she's. You know, I, I don't know. Like I'm quite a socially nervous person, and I would fucking hate that because all it's gonna be is people you know fucking every single time. Like the first time you see someone after this, it's going to be like, oh, I heard about that, blah, 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 blah. It's like when I shave my fucking head and then every single motherfucker has to say, oh, you shaved your head. Yeah, do you know what? No, I just woke up yeah. and all my fucking hair was gone. It's amazing. Yep. It, 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 it's it's incredible, you know. Or like today, and I was back in work after the marathon, and like, ev- like and bless him, of course the people are going to ask, but... It just like I'm being a fucking, I'm just being a dick here. But the amount of people who ask me how my legs were today, it's just like, <laughs> how, how the fuck do you think they are? How, how do you think they are? I mean, bless you for asking. I I, I did 26 miles on Sunday. They're they're they're, they're fucks. What what do you think? What do you think? 
Yeah. No, I, 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 thank you to all the people who donated for charity, by the way. Fantastic, you know. But those people, I don't mind me. I, I don't mind asking how how my legs were. You know, Anyone who didn't mate. donate can just shut the fuck up. No, I'm joking. There's a, there's, uh, the, the thing is, is this type of thing you just got to put up with these types of things because it's like. Um, it's like when you get married, and then the first time you see anybody <laughs> after the wedding, yeah. they every single person that meets you says, "How's married life treating you?" Um, or <laughs> when you return from paternity leave and you have to tell the the, the labour story like a hundred times, yeah, yeah. and you're like, "Thank you, thank you for asking. It's great that you care, but please don't make me tell this story again." <laughs> I put it on Twitter. Just go on there. <laughs> yeah. No, that's it. I've released a statement through my Facebook. I refer <laughs> yeah. you to that. <laughs> yeah. If, if you're not my friend on Facebook, then, then I, I really don't give a shit if you know. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So, um, trailers. What have we watched this week? Um, well, Ant-Man and the Wasp looks fun. It does look fun, doesn't it? Really does, yeah. It, it's perfect timing isn't it really i think because mm-hmm. oh, i did just tweet i did just tweet this so uh yeah but it, it feels like after the film we're just about to talk about what we really need is a bit of a caper a bit of a sort of low stakes fun caper um with characters that we've not seen for for a while um so it's perfect timing it's perfect timing to drop the actual trailer as well just to make people yeah make people feel like they're getting something new and different and shiny and uh and there's no sort of um what did james cameron call it uh, avengers fatigue um so, oh, yeah. fucking hell god What's that fucking that fucking prick who's banging on about fucking three sequels to movies that he's not made yet to a movie that really nobody gives a shit about anymore while trying to get, well, also trying to get people excited about Terminator Seven, is it or six, seven? Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what? If you want to get people excited about that, just see directing it. That'll get people more yeah. excited about it rather than rather than you're producing it, but you're still going to give us Avatar two, three, and four. Nobody wants them. Mm. It's the world has moved beyond the Avatar movies. I think. Fuck. I mean, even like with Term- Terminator three, I've had Terminator fatigue for like fifteen. 15 years now. The the prospect of having to watch another Avatar film, I I don't think I can do it. I I honestly don't think I will. Like, I genuinely, genuinely don't think I will. No, I I wouldn't, because I'm not watching the first one again. I was just going to say, especially if it requires that I rewatch the fucking first one. Weirdly, I've never, I've never actually watched the first in in one sitting. I've watched it over like a few months. And I've seen it all, but always in like a little, like an hour block there, and a thirty minute block there, and a ninety minute block there, and another twelve minute block there. I've seen it like that. Song? No, I, I, I do you know what? I didn't because I thought, how did you mess it? <laughs> Yeah, that's that quite something. That <laughs> because you're the guy who didn't go. Do you, do you know what? I, I thought I don't want to see it. It doesn't look very good. It's not my type of movie. I just don't care. And I thought all these people who who are, I, I see at the moment saying that they've been to see it three times, even though they don't like it. It's like right, you're going to be the reason why we get a fucking sequel. So I'm not going to go and see it. Because you've been to see it twice for me anyway. So I just didn't bother. 
Wow. I was yeah, so I mean, it's fucking... not... Sorry, go on. I was just going to say, it's not even... I'll be honest, it's not even a film that I disliked particularly at the time. I think I quite I think I quite enjoyed it. Yeah, you it, fucking did. No, I did. I enjoyed it. Like, as a pure... I mean, I watched it in IMAX. I think I watched it in 3D IMAX. And I think as a roller coaster sort of popcorn blockbuster, I think I, I kind of... I enjoyed it. But I completely forgot about it afterwards. And in hindsight... There's really nothing there to go back for. And I don't just mean that one film. I mean that entire universe, really. So, I don't know. It's James Cameron. He is a good director, but he's he's not the greatest storyteller in the world. And I do have to wonder how he's going to get another... Is it four films that he's planning? Yeah, I think so. Shh, fucking hell. Um, yeah. Well, anyway, yeah, well, how did we get to James Cameron? <laughs> Um, well, Ant-Man and the Wasp, um, yeah, the, the timing of releasing it after the, the opening weekend for uh, Infinity War was a really a really good idea, and that made perfect sense in terms of the timing for that. Um, but yeah, like you can say, it does look a little bit more low stakes than Infinity War, and that nice little, uh, let you say, a little bit more madcap. It'll be under two hours long, and it'll be quite quick. And I think they've. Um, I did actually. I'd forgotten that the uh, that the trailer was coming today, and I was thinking about um, Avengers: Infinity War as I have been doing quite a lot this week. Um, and I had a bit of a theory about where it's going to fit in as well. I like this. Um, yeah. So so I reckon, and I did genuinely tweet this before I'd seen the before I'd seen the trailer. So. My theory is that Ant-Man and the Wasp, we know it takes place after Civil War. We yeah. uh, we know that it's taking place before Avengers Infinity War because it can't take place after it because, obviously, um, that there would be other things going on. So I would say that the last act of Ant-Man and the Wasp will be Ant-Man and the Wasp in the quantum realm, whether they're trying to... Um, save um, Janet Van Dyne or uh, or that there's some other reason for them being in there, they'll come out of the quantum realm um, and while they've been in there uh, Infinity War will have been happening and they'll come out into a sort of post-Infinity War world um, obviously they'll be safe, neither of them oh, I won't say anything about that um, they'll come out of the quantum realm um, and then somebody like Hawkeye will probably rock up to him and say, right, we need to get you involved. The universe needs your help, that type of thing. So it's it's nice that they've planned this so that they can just squeeze it in in that little slot that sort of, yeah, it's after Civil War and it's before Infinity War, but it's going to link up and it's going to allow um, Ant-Man and the Wasp to appear in Avengers 4 and help out and get involved. Yeah. That's my theory. Nice. Cool. Uh, anything else anyone saw trailer wise? Nope. Venom. Oh yeah, yeah. The old dick mouth himself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I I I think this looks fun. Yeah, I'm, 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 I do. For this. I'm into it. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm a lot more confident now than I was after the last one. Yeah. It, it look. It looks like it's going to be a little bit kind of like. Dark, but in a, in almost like a childish way, kind of dark. Um, it look, it looks like a midnight is film. Yeah. Um, which oh, look, I'm, first I'm of all, for. Venom's in it, so that's good. <laughs> yeah. 
because it um, was it was looking like he might not be for a while. Yeah, so I, I, I'm I'm very much I'm very much up for it. It looks it looks like it's going to be fun. I'm I'm expecting um, a lovely soundtrack thing featuring the likes of Limp Biscuit, Avenged yeah. Sevenfold. Yeah. You know, I don't yeah. know, maybe. Element. Fucking Metallica doing a cover yeah. of fucking Smoke on the Water or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, we'll get we'll get Pantera. Pantera, doing yeah, that's a good shout. That. Yeah, 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 yeah. definitely into it. But no, I'm 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 looking forward to it, and I think it's the same thing again because obviously we've, we've had Infinity War, which is big blockbuster cataclysmic thing. Um, we're getting Ant Man and the Wasp, which is going to be fun caper heist thing. We're getting Deadpool two, which is going to be Deadpool two. Um, mm. So it's going to be that again. Um, so this again, it feels like something else we're getting. It feels like another, uh, you know, it's taking itself a little bit seriously, probably. But I'm all right with that. It feels a lot more Marvel uh, Netflix universe than it does Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, but yeah, fine. I'm, I'm into it. Good stuff. Cool. Uh, right. Shall we get onto it? <laughs> Why not? Let's do this. Right. Uh, <laughs> Avengers Infinity War. Oh, I thought you were going to say the other one. All right, go on. Yeah, no. <laughs> I, I was tempted, but I thought I won't be free. <laughs> um, it is directed by Anthony and Joe Russo um, and stars just fucking loads of people. You know it stars. So don't fucking ask me. Um, yeah, it's it's about Thanos, uh, the big purple dude, and he's trying to get all of the Infinity Stones, and various sets of Avengers, Guardians, and other folks are off doing different bits in different places, trying to stop him from doing it. Um, we are all spoilers all of the time, so if you are one of the people who's not seen this yet, then obviously uh, fast forward if you are a spoiler film, etc. Um Go on, Noel. You can go first, since you are our comic book <laughs> correspondent. Uh, and, and can I just point out that this movie came out on Thursday. We are recording on Tuesday. And how many times have you seen this, Noel? Two and a half. <laughs> two, two, two and a half? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I won't go into detail, but yeah, two and a half. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. <laughs> Noel, go. <laughs> Uh, I really liked it. I'm delighted to say that I really liked it. It's, um, I think my first watch, I liked it, but there was something bothering me about it that we'll get into. Um, and I think I left the cinema, not disappointed, but I think I left the cinema, like just thinking about stuff quite a lot and thinking, oh shit, I'm not sure that if that's what I wanted. I'm not sure if that's what I was after. Uh, I think, uh, you know, the, the specific thing that I wanted to happen didn't quite happen. Um, and actually what I've got is something that is, is different and is, is, is looking at, is looking at the direction of this story in a different way than I was expecting. Um, so I think I left the cinema the first time sort of just thinking about it and not quite, um, not quite sure if I was f- as, 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 fully happy with it as as i might have been um and then it took a bit more time to think about it and uh again for reasons i'll get into it shortly 
I, I sort of went, no, actually, this works. This works for me a lot, and I like it. Second viewing, um, without that horrible pressure that I always put on these movies when I see them, um, second viewing was just magnificent. I really, really liked it on the second viewing. Um, knowing what was coming and knowing what to look out for and knowing all of the things that I'd been thinking about after the first viewing uh, just made it a hundred times better. Um, but yeah, I really liked it. And it's, it's, I think the main reason I liked it is it's a film that demands discussion, which, you know, I don't think you can say the same of, of, of Avenger, uh, Avengers Age of Ultron, for example. So um, yeah, really liked it. Really pleased with it. Good, good, good. Uh, Ian. Thoughts? Kind of feels like it's opposites day. Um, yeah. It's very, it's very odd. Um, I, I'm probably not going to talk too much through this review because I only like joy in in this world, <laughs> um, and I'm I'm really really glad that Noel liked it so much. I thought it was all right. Do you know what, Ian? I I would say say exactly what say exactly what you mean because I guarantee. I would guarantee that all of the things that I had reservations about that first time are all of the reasons that you probably didn't like it. And that's not, and that doesn't mean that I'm going to try and change your mind. It means that I get exactly why someone who wasn't quite as invested would not get on with it as well. I would maybe suggest in terms of the MCU, I would suggest I'm maybe more invested than you are in respect of the fact that I like the films generally more than you do. Oh, no, no, no. I love all the films. I just, I'm... What the fuck? I'm, really? I do. All of, all of the MCU films. Does he? Does he, Mark? You do seem a lot of, maybe disappointed sometimes when you come on, but maybe that's not... Yeah, no, no, no. It, well, yeah. It's, is, it, is, it, no, is it because I, you I love, build them up too much? I build them up too much on first on first watch, and I always put too much pressure on them, okay. and then I rewatch them, and I go and I go, no, I, I, I really like this. There is not honestly, there is not even Iron Man three is my least favorite, and I, I like Iron Man three now. Right. So okay. yeah, all right, fair enough then. All right, okay. Just to make sure I haven't had a stroke, you're the one who likes Justice League, aren't you? Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. I just wanted to make sure my memory, no, but, my memory wasn't no, but completely that's ex- gone. That's exactly it. With Justice League, I'm not as invested in the DC characters, so I put no pressure on DC movies. Yeah. So I tend to enjoy them more because okay. I'm just like, yeah, right. fuck it, whatever. It's Batman. Okay. So, yeah. it, it, it's it's feeling a bit more like I'm actually of this planet now. Okay, <laughs> that's fine. So, all right. No, I take that back then in that case. But in terms of me being more, more invested, I, I know in terms of comics, I'm not nearly as invested as, as, as you know. I just, in terms of the films, I thought I was. But uh, I, I, I think I'm wrong there. It's a fair play. I, okay. So, my... My issues with it, then, can be in summary. The stakes at the end, while I thought I really, really, really liked the Thanos sitting down smiling bit, I thought that was a fantastic way to end this part. Fantastic. Just a weird, quiet, what-the-fuck-is-going-to-happen-now moment. But... It just, I, it, it, 
you know, you've got to wait a year now to see what's going to happen. And I suppose, is is it, do the Russos know that we know that these people are going to come back? But then it's the question of how is the thing that's going to keep people going for the next year? Is is that it? Or do the Russos actually think that people think that Black Panther and Spider-Man are gone? There are two types of audiences in the world, yeah. aren't there? There are us and there are normies. Could you, <laughs> so... but, I mean, could you imagine thinking like, well, shit, that Black Panther film was good and now there's no more Black Panther. Oh. No, but I can't. No, but I can't imagine voting for Brexit either. And there's, you know, half of the population <laughs> of the UK wow. did. So, no, oh, like, no, fair enough. There, there are a lot of stupid people out there. Brexit <laughs> and Avengers: Infinity War. There are many comparisons. Um, there's always a connection to Brexit. No, yeah. absolutely. But no, I mean, it just it's I, the, the stakes. I I thought were just a bit like yeah okay. Because I know we had this discussion on WhatsApp, um, uh, me and Noel Mark, just because you hadn't seen it yet. But like, it, it, there's a couple of like the more incidental, like side people who kind of turn into Ash or whatever it is at first, and you're thinking like, oh fuck yeah, all right then, fair enough, yeah. And then Black Panther goes, and as soon as that yeah. happens, it's just like, wow. Oh, I get what you're doing here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think 100. percent I think that Noel's feelings to it that I maybe he's not expressed to you, Mark, again, I apologise, but that everything pre-click is set in terms mm-hmm. of who lives and who dies. So Loki, he's gone. Heimdall, yeah. he's gone. Gamora, she's yeah. gone. She's got Avatar sequels to film, after all. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I 100%. And those are the characters you could get rid of. I thought it was ballsy as fucking shit that they got rid of Loki in the opening sequence. Mm. Like, that was a a stall setting. So, there you go. There's that. Also, I just thought it was... Who's doing what now? Okay, those people are doing that. And those people are with giant Peter Peter Dinklage. And who's in space now? And who's in Wakanda? What are we doing? It was just a bit like, there's a lot of people doing a lot of things and I'm not, I'm just about keeping up with it. And maybe that's more me than the film, but there, there were too many characters in this film. There were, I'm sorry. There were. Um, and also I will just say we, we will deep fry your kebab is one of the best pieces of production design. I've ever seen. (laughs) Brilliant. Yeah. Mark, what do you think? <laughs> I, I I really I mean, it's a two and a half hour movie. Yes, it is. It's a long it's a <laughs> long ass movie. Um, I didn't think it was. I I, I thought it, it zips along at a hell of a fucking pace. Fuck it, right? Okay, um, fuck, sorry. No, 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 po- positivity and joy. Sorry. Uh, I, I, I I did think it zips along. Uh, uh, it felt like it was a two and a half hour movie, but at no point did I feel it was it was getting baggy or it was, it was dragging or anything like that. For me, it, it moved along quite, quite well, apart from any time visions on the screen, but that's just because he's fucking boring. Um, oh, Paul ben, when the credits rolled, when the credits rolled, when the credits rolled, I genuinely thought to myself, shit, I was, th- I was expecting at least another 45 minutes. Yeah. I, 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 I was, 
I was, I was, I was for it. It, it was, it was working for me. Um, I, however, I did, and and me and me and uh, Ian have spoken about this before. I did sort of go right at the end of it. Go, I enjoyed that. However, you've you've killed off people that are not dead, and I can get your point in saying that. Yeah, it's because where the weirdos that that know that there's going to be a Black Panther sequel in Blair and there's going to be another Spider-Man movie. But then again, Marvel don't keep these things quiet. They tell us years in advance when these movies are going to be available. And it just felt a little bit like, right, we were expecting like consequences and big, you know, things to happen in this movie. And it's like, right, well, you killed off Idris Elba. Fine. You killed off Loki. Fine. Vision. Yeah, no one really liked Vision anyway, so that's fine. Um, I, for some reason, I don't believe Gamora's dead, or that she, that that's it for Gamora. I've got another theory about that. I'm I'll not sure that. about that. I she's think got that Avatar the, sequels to film, Mark. She doesn't. <laughs> she's she's desperately trying to not film those Avatar sequels. She's gonna literally. She's gonna find somebody who looks like her and send her to film the Avatar sequel. I think. Fan, I think Tandy Newton's available. Yeah, Tandy, Tandy Newton's probably being killed off in Westworld by now, so she yeah. just go and do that. Um, yeah, I don't think that, um, that, that, that Gamora's dead. I just, I don't. And then when it was, it, it, the thing is, if it had been, like, if Cap had gone, or Tony Stark had gone, or... You know, Sky Hansen had gone. One of those characters had have gone. You've gone, oh shit! But it wasn't. It's all the ones that have well, got sequels. That well, it's, can the, I ju- it, it, it's the new guys. Can I jump in at that point? Because that's kind of all of the things that you've both said are exactly a what I was expecting you to say, and b what I walked out of the cinema marginally, you know, pointing towards disappointment about. Because the one thing that I said about this movie uh, in the build-up was, look, whatever happens, these deaths that are coming, they need to mean something. They have to matter. Mm. And so going into this, the question has always been, are they going to kill Stark or are they going to kill Rogers? Which one of them are they going to kill? Now, what we got at first glance appears to be a cop-out of sorts, because you go, all right, well, the main characters are alive, uh, you know, the big characters are alive, and they've killed off people that we know that they have to bring back. There's no way that Spider-Man's dead, there's no way that Black Panther's dead. Um, You know, these are all of the characters that we see evaporated are the future of the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, not the past. Now, my, what I've come to think more and more about in the days since that first viewing and on second viewing and stuff like that is all right. Let's say they had have, let's say at the end of this movie, um, they'd tried to, uh, Thanos had tried to get the infinity, affinity stones, Tony or Steve had sacrificed themselves to stop that happening. And end of infinity war part one, uh, or, or this, this two part movie. Cause this, even if it's just in name only, this this is kind of still a two part thing. Yeah. Um, let's say they kill Steve at the end. Then what? 
so what like what happens then what they've done is they've in a similar way to a comic book type in a similar way to a, a long comic book arc might is they've not thought about um they've not thought about right, how do you kill somebody so that everybody's devastated they've thought about how do you give people a dramatic cliffhanger so that we can then take the story forward and think about the timeline it's not about who you kill it's about how you reset the universe it's about how you reset timelines and look at we all know that the time the time gem is going to be a big part of whatever comes next yeah i also believe the soul stone is going to be a big part of it and i have a feeling that's going to be it yeah theory as well but what they've done is they've created the first part of a long story arc uh, a long cataclysmic event story arc, which, you know, is what comic book movies seem to do on a yearly basis. Uh, sorry, is what comic books seem to do on an almost yearly basis at the moment. And they've thought about the long game in terms of devastating the Brexit audience who think that mm-hmm. Spider-Man is dead and he's not coming back and giving the, the people like us something to talk about, about how this is going to go next, what's going to happen next. If they kill Steve Rogers our conversation would be over. Oh shit, they killed Captain America. Yeah, I don't expect that. Oh, well, I kind of did. I thought, well, oh no, I thought they killed Iron Man. And that would be the end of the conversation. It, what they've given us to, is, to know what... is about how we're going to, how we're going to fix all this next. And that's kind of why I've come round to, to, to going, all right, it's not what I was expecting. It's not even what I necessarily wanted, but I'm happy with it. Do you want to know what the three eight-year-olds that were sat behind me um, thought at the end of it? Go on. Not really. Right? <laughs> Fuck off, misery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, they said, turned to one of them went, oh, God, I can't believe Spider-Man's dead. And then one of the other ones said, no, because they've used the time stone just before everybody gets wiped out and they're all going to appear at Avengers Tower. Oh. I thought, right. Some of that actually kind of could make sense. <laughs> well, the first in a roundabout way. Yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah, in the fact that the, uh, I sort of thought, I'm going to continue listening to this a little bit. And the guy went, well, what do you mean? He went, well, one of them is going to have got, used the time stone to go back in time. And that isn't them all dying. It's them all being taken away before Thanos kills them. And I thought, he might be onto something. It might be wrong, but he's kind of onto something <laughs> there, this eight-year-old. But what I will say is the the actual deaths of the characters within the movie, um, the ones that just disappear, are really well done because Spider-Man, the Spider-Man and Peter one Parker... Spider-Man really well done. Spider-Man and Peter Parker turning around to Tony Stark and saying, I don't want to go, I don't want to die. He doesn't know he's got a sequel. Peter Parker and the character in the movie that we're watching and we judge if we judge the movie he doesn't know he's got a sequel he thinks he's dying and it was really well done and tony looking and going i i i i, I, I don't know what to do and that it, it's that fragility of for once he doesn't know what to do he can't solve it with intelligence or bravado it, it, mm. he's just got to hold this kid who he's pretending that he has an ambivalent feeling towards, but actually really cares for. Mm. It, he's and he's got the whole let's have a bit, let's have a kid thing. We should maybe have a kid thing. So it's that's because he's formed this um, 
this affinity with this kid and he's kind of gone, well, actually, I could be a dad because look what happened to this kid. And then he's dying in his arms was, was quite, was quite horrible. Um, and I, I will say in terms of the, and what you were saying was right now, there was the, the idea of, right, in this movie, you've got to get rid of Cap or Tony Stark. You've got to get rid of one of them. And I, I was thinking it's going to be Cap because I don't, I, I just think with the Tony Stark one, I don't think they're going to kill him off. I think they're going to keep him as the background and the, the essentially the, the new Nick Fury, despite the fact that I Nick think, Fury's yeah, he's, he's, di- he's future director of S.H.I.E.L.D. I've been saying that for fucking yeah. since Iron Man 2, I think. They're, they're going to kill off Cap, and Chris Evans has actually come out and said that these are going to be his last outings. There won't be another Cap movie. The, the thing is, his, his arc is pretty much done as well it, it is it yeah. is yeah um but but when and I, I when tony stark you thought he was dead and it was that moment i was sat there going oh shit i kind of don't want that to happen because he's tony stark and he's been with it from the start and that feels major and then i, I thought right this is the moment where thanos is going to kill cat and I kind of don't want it to happen because it's Cap. He's become like he's the most important. Yeah, he's the most. He's the one we care about the most now. He is. He is. And not to mention the fact that when when he came out for the first time in that train station in Scotland, I actually turned around to Becky and went, "Is it weird that I've kind of got a burner?" Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes, it is. Yeah. Uh, and she just went, "No." <laughs> I say, <like>, "Good." <laughs> Because, uh, yeah, I'm fine with that. I, I, I'm still very comfortable in my in my sexuality in the fact that I'm <laughs> having a burner. Like, there was a there was a there was a there was a trailer or a TV spot that came on, and I was like, I said I said to Claire, I was like, Good God, he looks good with that beard or something. Well, like, that, she was that like, was what? Look, look at him, look how good he looks. And she was like, All right, <laughs> we were we were watching we were watching. Um, Guardians, uh, Volume Two, the other day before um, we watched uh, Infinity War. On, it's actually on, on Saturday night, um, and Becky happened to mention that, that at work they have a ranking of the Chris's at, at, at her work, and I said, "All right, um, so Evans is one." And she's like, "I'll know Hemsworth." And I was like, "Fuck wow. you!" <laughs> he, does, he does look like a, a, a ba- he does look a bit like a, an angel had a baby with a pirate. That was yeah. fantastic. The fact that they kept calling him Pirate Angel. <laughs> great so let's get into the good bits let's get into the fact that peter dinklage plays a giant dwarf dressed as rob zombie that was fun wasn't it uh, <laughs> ian get fun with rob zombie giant drinklage i forgot why he was there he's the forge master he's the, the, the blacksmith of death is he yeah. He's, the guy who ma- he's the guy who made Mjolnir and is now responsible for uh, stopping it. Oh, he, he made Mau Mau. He made Meow Meow and he made the Infinity Gauntlet and he made. Oh, uh, shit. Did they yeah. say he made the Infinity Gauntlet? Yeah. There's quite a big thing about it, actually. It was oh, holes there. there. <laughs> really? Yeah. It focuses on it like twice. Really? Yeah. It's like a. It's the That's whole thing. why he's going they like Thanos turned up, said, "Make me a glove so I can wield the Infinity Stones," and he said, "No," and he said, "Do it, or, or, or I'll kill everyone. I'll kill all your mates who work in this uh, forge." 
so yep. the play, basically there's a giant forge in space. It uses the star, uh, a dying star, to forge these magical implements, and it's existed for de- uh, for millennia or whatever. Uh, Peter Dinklage is the head of that forge. Thanos comes along, make me a glove. He makes the glove. He kills everybody except Peter Dinklage. And puts his hands off. Yeah, puts his hands in like molten metal so he can't use them again and kills off the star so nothing else can be forged. And then Thor comes along, restarts the star, and they forge a new magic hammer slash axe. And they actually covered all that in the film. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> to be honest, it was it was one of the... It was one of the least interesting. I found that whole sequence probably one of the least interesting of the film. I think um, I did, yeah, I think I was just zoning out, like because it was probably like an hour and a half into the film, we still yeah, had an hour that, left, yeah. and it was a bit like, okay, why why are they going there? So four can have a new hammer, right? Yeah. Okay, so four getting a new hammer is going to take a good twenty minutes of screen time. Well, it is the one thing that can kill Thanos. Thanos. But, then it, but then it doesn't. Yeah, but it only doesn't because he's already got five of the Infinity Stones and he's altered reality so that that's why yeah. he leans into Thor and he says you should have gone for the head. That's because it's given him time to to use the power of the Infinity Stones to do the click and do whatever he needs yeah. to do to get out of well, it. If, 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 if he had the reality stone... Thor actually, he actually says to Thor, if you'd got, essentially he says, if you'd have got me in the head... That'd be the end of this. I'd be dead. Yeah, if, if he'd cut his head off rather than hit him in the what chest. What's the reason to go and get that? But if he had the reality stone, couldn't he've just turned Milnir into a bubble? Well, no, well, because he didn't expect it to come that quickly. I don't think. And it's also it's a you know it's a it's a magical piece. It's you know it's a magical thing wielded by a god. So there's there's an extra level of magic to there's, it. So there's an extra so there's an extra level of magic that gets past. Thanos having the Infinity Gauntlet and being able to do fucking anything. Hence why they spend 20 minutes forging it, yeah. But then it doesn't because they... I don't know. It does. I'm, I'm sorry, does. I'm, being, I'm, well, being, I'm being mingy. I just, like... No, I, it, 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 it does, but it, it, it hits him in the chest, so before he actually dies in his dying throes, he can use the Gauntlet to alter time and take it back, and there you go. Okay. All right. So that. It just, was a bit. Any, any bits that you did like? This just seems like it's a lot of busy work. Um, yeah. There were. I liked. Did you like? Th- did you like Thor calling Rocket a rabbit? Yeah. Except the thirtieth time he did it, it kind of lost its charm a little bit. Um, I, I. Yeah. Like I did like bits. I thought there was a. Really interesting kind of understated bit of direction early on when um, they're in Doctor Strange's house at Sanctum, Sanctum, yep. and um, it's like the the, the kind of the, the, the his hair starts blowing, and then they're hearing things outside, and then it's that kind of one shot of Tony Stark going out and all the people running away and. Like how that bit kind of builds up quite slowly, yeah. And it, it's almost like how you would imagine if something terrible happened in a city, but a few blocks away, how things would escalate. 
Um, it, or it, it actually reminded me weirdly of World War Z, um, the initial bit where they're in that yes. traffic jam. and then, When the traffic jam, yeah. And, and then it kind of like kicks off, and it, but it takes a while for it to kind of like build and build and build. It was like that, and I thought that was a really good, like slowly paced, effective bit of cinema in a film which is in a rush to do 10 million things at the same time. Um, that, that, the th- I think the thing that primarily bothers me about the film is that whereas most of the other Marvel Studios films do feel like their own thing, and it's it's impossible for this to do so because of what it is. But because it is this culmination that's bringing in multiple things from all over the place, I just don't connect with it as much. Whereas for Noel, it's obviously worked like gangbusters because it's it's got all these things and like it's it, it's paying off all these things and it, it, it's doing all this stuff that he wants it to do. Whereas, I would have been the first. I would have been the first person to call this out if it had been messy. If it had felt rushed and jumping around the place. As it stands, I think the big challenge of the very first Avengers movie was, all right, shit, how are they going to manage all these different strands and characters and stuff like that? And now, by comparison, the that first Avengers movie seems small potatoes in that regard. And yeah. I think they did. I think they didn't excellent version of balancing all these strands and putting people into different positions i think you only you know you have a few people in different locations and when it moves from place to place a little bit like i don't know um i think of something to compare it to but you know i quite like um portmanteau movies where you get different stories because if you're not enjoying the story that's going on well there'll be another one in a minute so for this it was you're spending a little bit of time with, with these people and everything's cool and you really like these characters and then it's like, all right, now we're going to go over to here and catch up with these guys. And it never felt rushed. I think all of those things played out very well and all of that felt very, very well managed to me. Um, I mean, especially when it came down to sort of little introductions of, you know, bringing back certain characters, that moment where you see um the Milano, I'm not even sure if it is the Milano, actually. I think it's a, a newer ship. But uh, when you see the guy, like, you've, you've spent time with Thor and seeing Thanos for the first time, and then you've spent time on Earth with Stark and Strange and, uh, and, and, and Hulk and all that's going off, and it's all going terrible down there. And then, bang, cut to space. Beautiful song from the 1970s. Milano shooting towards the screen, glistening in the sort of, you know, in the space, in the twilight. Just beautiful, just just perfect. The new ship like, of that, the Guardians. That really, is, really gave me tingles that minute. Yeah, the, the new ship of the Guardians is called the Benatar. Benatar, that's it. Yeah, yeah. I think James Gunn comment on that or something? But... Yeah, James Gunn. Somebody asked him the question and he he, he responded to it. Um, yeah, I, I, like I said, I think I, I I think my my issues, although are very similar to those of of Ian's, I think that they bothered me less than they did Ian but I can see why they bothered Ian is what I would say there I enjoyed I enjoyed my time with the movie an awful lot but it was the afterthoughts thinking about it which is the same thing as what you said it no I think I am where you were before you watched it again yeah yeah 
I mean, that's it. And it's, you know, um, it, it's it's done what I needed it to do in a roundabout way. And I've, you know, my, I think there's a lot going on there that can be discussed. And there's a lot of nuance in there that it, it really demands, I wouldn't say demands rewatch, but it really rewards rewatch for that reason. I think the whole, um, you know, there's things you can, there's things you can apply to it. Like what we were talking about, about, you know, are they going to kill Stark or are they going to kill Cap? Well, no, they're not going to kill either of them, but what they're going to do is they're going to give, they're going to give Stark this movie and they're going to push Cap into the background a little bit. And then for the next movie, they're going to push Cap into the foreground and then they're probably going to get rid of Cap. So there's, there's little things that you can kind of deduce from watching it and rewatching it because you're not caught up in the, Oh shit, it's this spectacle. Like, how's all this going to work? Um, individual characters as well, like Drax. I know that James Gunn apparently wrote a lot of the, the dialogue for the Guardians characters in can this. I, can I, can it I, feels can I, can like... I what you're going to say next? That, wasn't well, your what? problem with Drax in uh, Volume 2? Was yeah. that his entire thing was that he just laughed really loud laughed at loudly. things. Yeah, it, felt, it felt like they completely Whereas forgot that, what was great about that character. In and this, then, he went back to being yeah. amusing. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 it feels like I had a going, feeling well, oh, this is why we like Drax. Yeah, yeah. Um, he had some fantastic moments, uh, Drax as well. Um, I think the, the, the standing still lot... moment was great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <I'm> visible. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm eating this really slowly. I've like I've practiced this. Um, but little, there's there's a lot of little comedic moments. We could list them all. You know, um, I am Steve Rogers. I think it would have been funny if he just said I am Steve, but that's just me. That's how I would have been. Yeah. Uh, right, all right, uh, no. Can you explain yeah. this to me then, right? Cool. So, right. throughout the, the the Avengers movies and all of the different things that Tony Stark's turned up in, right, he's yeah. had this weird phone thing that, that he, he uses to hack into things and to flow things about and everything like that. Yet, when he needs to ring Cap, he opens up, like, literally a 12-year-old flip phone. <laughs> what the yeah, fuck was one, that? That really bothers me. The one that Cap reason. gave him at the end of Civil War. Yeah. Is that the, is that, is it, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, because it was bothering me. I was thinking that that's <laughs> got to be something that I'm missing. No, Cap sent at the very oh, end of Civil War. A couple oh, of no, weeks ago. Was, it, was it Civil War? Yeah, it was at the very end of Civil War. Uh, Tony gets a FedEx from Stanley. Of course, he does. Yeah, he goes to the door and he says, "And it's Tony that." Stank. Yes, it is. Tony Stank. Yeah, parcel yeah. uh, <laughs> for Tony Stank, and it's that phone. Yeah. Yeah. See, this is, I, get, so, I, get, I, 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 I forget too many things with these movies. Oh. Um, so yeah, the, the little nuances for where the story's going to go as well, I think are there. I think the moment that you mentioned where there's a lot going on between Dr. Strange and Tony Stark and the fact that Dr. Strange has seen 14 million different versions of this play out and he only sees one where it works out and he knows that taking that forward. That's the reason that he hands over the time stone. That's the reason that he says we're in the end game now. That's the reason that he says to Tony, "It's the you know this was the only way before he disappears." It's also, I think, the reason that when you see Tony reacting to to to, um, to Peter Parker disappearing a second time, it feels different because at first, I think the first time you're focused on Spider Man. Uh, you focused on Parker because he's doing that thing so well of being this 
scared child who's like suddenly facing death and he's like i don't want to i don't want to go i don't want to go like and i think that's what you're thinking about but the second time around i was thinking it does there appears to have been a period of time where dr strange says i only see one way of this playing out and then them doing that attack on thanos so Mm. i have to wonder if tony knows a little bit more about what's going on um and the way that strange kind of says to him this is the, this it had to be you know we had to do it this way i i wonder if there's more there um the gamora thing i think there's a lot more there i don't necessarily i do think that everybody post click is coming back but i do think if there's someone pre-click who might come back it'll be gamora because i think she's i don't think she's dead i think she's trapped in the soul stone yeah and I, think, I, 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 I think there's something to do with that yeah, and I think that whole the whole guilt thing on Thanos is something that's going to come back as well, and we're going to see more of those interactions between him and young Gamora. And I think there, if she's trapped in the Soul Stone or, or, or there's something there where she's on some sort of other plane, there's a potential backdoor there because where there are other planes, there is Doctor Strange and there is Ant Man, so there are connections to be made there. I don't know. Um, so I think it's things like that. And there are a bunch of these things uh, that that I've kind of picked up on now. And I think there are a bunch of things that do lend themselves to a lot of discussion and theory. And what I like about this movie is that I can think about these things for a year now and I can ponder these things and I can watch YouTube videos with other people talking about these things and I can come up with my own theories that will probably all be completely wrong all for the next year. And I wouldn't have had any of those things if it had just been, oh, well, Captain America's dead then. Because it just it feels like there's more story now. Is it next year then? It's next year that we get this. It's not like 18 months right of that. Yeah, it's like this time next year. Cool. Uh, a Captain Marvel in the meantime as well, which is going to link in. Ant Man, Captain Marvel, and, and then, then this, and then, then this. this Infinity. What's it? I don't know. And just whatever it's called. Yeah, they're not going to reveal what it's called apparently for a while yet. So Wait, so, so, so there's there's two there's two before this this the the sequel of this comes out, or is there three? No, there's, there's Captain Marvel, and then there's this. There's, no, it's Ant Man and the Wasp, then Captain Marvel, then yeah. Avengers Infinity Balls. Balls, Infinity and then it's Wasp. whatever's after that. Yeah. Cool. Right. Uh, are we are we done with Avengers for now, then? Yes. Uh, I'm not, but. <laughs> go on, go on, then. Go on. No, 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 no. In life, I'm not, but. Oh, in life. I'm... No, no. It, 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 so you just it, it, talk to myself about it. <laughs> Um, right, so Ian, where are you nobody, on it then? Nobody in this house listens to me talk about it anyway, so. <laughs> Ian, um, where are you on it? Go on. Um, well, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm definitely not shit. It's not shit. It just. I, I, like, it. I think it's one of the weakest Marvel Studios films. Wow. Wasn't it? Wasn't it? Can I just say before I give my thing on it? Is I thought Thanos finally they got a, a villain nailed. Oh, a CG villain as well, man. Fucking hell! Yeah. Why are you watching DC? Jesus Christ! It's like a CG character that can act. 
Fuck. Mm. And he's a big purple dude. Yeah. 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 I, I, I'm definitely not sure. I, I, I really enjoyed my time with it. Although I also get new, I also get new favorite phrases with like there, there's there's a lot of one-liners that I quite like in this, and I get the feeling that I'm going to have a new favorite every time I watch it. My current favorite is oh, I'll get that arm from Rocky. <laughs> I, I do much, very much. How much for the gun? It's not for sale. Okay. How much for the arm? I'll get that arm. <laughs> and do you know what? You kind of get the feeling that he will in like a post-credits <laughs> thing. It's this lovely thing that they've threaded through through both the Guardians movies and now this, where yeah. Rocket's got this obsession with people's prosthetic limbs. And yeah, just... the, fact that, the fact that he's got a box of eyes. Yeah. Definitely not shit. Um, shall, we, shall we do what we've been watching what? and then move into the week off? What was the, what was the audience? Oh, the audience, Paul, of course, yeah. Um, I, I literally had that on my phone a second ago as well. Um, Definitely Not Shit was 77%. Mm-hmm. Touching Cloth was 14%. And Shit was 9%. Hmm. Well, a little bit like, I can't remember what movie it was you were talking about last last week or the week before, where you were saying, basically, if you go and see this movie and you come out thinking it's shit, what were you expecting? Rampage. Mm. It's really... Rampage. Th- th- yeah, exactly. It's like, if you're going to what if... This isn't a shit film. Like, you know, mm. I don't... I think you'd struggle to call it a shit film. And if you come out of this movie saying that it was shit, I have to wonder why you went to see it in the first place, because it's, it's pretty mu- it pretty much does exactly what it promised to do, really, doesn't it? Yeah. It, that, that, that's it. it it's if you come out of this and think it was shit, it's clear that you don't like comic book movies, so therefore, why would you go and see a, this comic book movie if not to just say that you don't like comic book movies? Yeah, exactly. And, 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 and in that case, just... just the, first, the first person to say that you thought it was shit. Yeah, just, just don't bother wasting your money. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ian, because you've not spoken as much in the past hour, nearly, um, what have you been watching this week? Um, okay, so uh, I watched um, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Um, ah, so did I. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you mentioned. So um, it's yeah, I like it. I mean, it's it's half an hour longer than the original, and it shows. Um, yeah. But I, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. I think I'm not a massive fan of Star Lord. It's just like, right, okay, so he's a fucking man-child who needs to grow the fuck up then. He, he, he's got, he, I do still love the line where he finds out that he can make stuff and he's like, I'm going to build a Pac-Man thing and, it's, and, and, he, and he does turn on I'm going to build some weird he, shit. I'm going to build some weird shit. Yeah, yeah, just the look <laughs> that, in his eye when he says that as well is fantastic. Yeah. No, yeah, it just... And, I mean, with, with Avengers as well, that, like... What he did was basically he, I I don't know. It just his whole rule by emotion to the detriment of everything else thing. I'm I'm tiring of, and mm. but I'm not tiring of the rest of the Guardians. But I don't find Chris Pratt the most charming actor in the world. Um. And it, it, yeah, it, it, the the effect is lessening for me. Um, but yeah, Guardians two. I 
I, I like it. I don't like it as much as the first one. But I will say the sequence where Rocket and uh, Yondu are trying to get Baby Groot to get the um, the Yondu hair thing. Oh, yeah. And he just keeps on getting the wrong... And that just one bit where it's like, that's a desk. You know, <laughs> and then the toes... And it's like, please tell me you just found a drawer full of toes. And, you know, just... please tell me you've got you've got like a freezer cabinet just full of like toes. It's the fact that Rooker doesn't doesn't say anything. Anything. He just shakes his head and just looks down. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's a good time. Um, so yeah, Guardian suit. I'll I'll, I'll put my thing across because I've seen my what I've been watching. Oh god, yes, 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 now. I bet I'm as a because I've only got like, a little bit. I. I, I really enjoyed Guardians Volume Two when we first watched it. I, I really enjoyed it. Mm. I really enjoyed a second watch as well. I think the first act is brilliant and a lot of fun. The middle is baggy as fuck, and that's where too much of the time is spent. And the end is great. But yeah, I, 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 I it, it felt so long watching it this time round. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I actually watched both. I watched both of them fairly recently, uh, but I, I second uh, volume two most recently. And I think I enjoyed it way, way more the first time. Uh, but this time around, I think I probably, I think because I'd rewatched the first one, it became clear to me just how much better the first one really is. So the second one's great, but that first one, you know, I think maybe the first time that I saw volume two, I hadn't rewatched volume one. So seeing them close together, just being able to compare them side by side almost really shows you how much stronger that first one is. Yeah. But yeah, yeah two's great, and it's got some fucking awesome moments as well. The Yondu, um, just after that scene that you mentioned, Ian, where he does get the sort of thing, and he's, uh, you know, they're basically killing everybody on the ship. That's, mm. cool. That's a fantastic scene. That. It is it's a fantastic. brilliant scene, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Go on, then, Ian. What else have you been watching? Um, okay, so I also watched uh, Rough Night, um, which was the... Uh, what's this on now? Is this out there? It's on uh, Now TV. Um, oh, okay. Incidentally, Now TV, for anyone who's got Now TV, little trick. Uh, yeah. I went to cancel my Sky Cinema Pass for Now TV because the Hurricane Heist had been seen, so I no longer had as much use for it. And it was like, you sure you want to cancel? Why? It's too expensive. Right, okay. Are you sure? Because you get this and this and this. Yes, I'm fucking sure. All right, then. Oh, God, I went through this recently as well, yeah. Right. And it's just like, right, okay. Down from 9.99 a month to 3.99 a month for four months. It was like, fuck it. Shit. All right, fine. Hang on a second. So then, the entertainment pass with Now TV, where you got like Sky Atlantic and all that stuff. I was like, mm-hmm. I wonder if it'll work on that as well. Lo and behold, seven ninety nine a month down to three forty nine a month for four months. It's like <laughs> fuck, like. So now, I've kept the cinema pass. Cancel it every cancel it every four months. Yeah, that, that kind of seems like it, and it's like if you know, and if they go. No, we're not offering you any lower rates. And it's like, well, fine, I didn't want you anyway. Fine, I was going anyway. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. Like, so, and now I've got the cinema pass and the entertainment pass for a quid less a month than I was paying for just the entertainment pass. It's yeah. like, I mean, I, I only go on. I only had the I only had the entertainment pass. But what I was going to mention was, I had the entertainment pass and I finally cancelled it. Um, last month so it it, it it disappeared yesterday but the, the sheer number of times that it asks you 
Are you sure? Are you sure you want to go? Are you sure? Do you want to try this? No. Is there anything? Can we suck your dick? Yeah. It's like, yeah. you know. But yeah, I didn't notice that, or I might have uh, stuck it out for a while. It looks because I I did it on the cinema one. I was like, I wonder if it'll do it on the entertainment one, or is it going to be like you've had the cinema off and nah, mate, you can fuck off. And it was like, no, it just went okay, then fine, three forty nine. It was, just, well, yeah, shit, why not? So now until fucking September, I've I've got both of them, which is fine because there's some good shit on now TV. Um, what's not good is Rough Night. Um. <sighs> Uh, I, I, it's, I, I did look at it and think, is that the Scott Johansson one? Yeah. I actually, why, why haven't, why don't I, oh, because it's got Gillian Bell and Kate McKinnon doing that voice, I'm guessing, all of the time. Uh, yeah, so that put me off it quite so, a lot. The thing is, I mean, like, this, this came out in the same summer as Girls Trip, which mm. did an awful lot better and was a lot more zeitgeisty. And uh, it is a better film. Um, Girl Strip is actually pretty good. That's actually on Now TV as well. It's too long, but it's it's worth a go as Girl's Trip. But um, Rough Night. So basically, Scarlett Johansson's getting married. Gillian Bell's her best friend. Um, Aaliyah Shawkat, um, Zoe Kravitz and Kate McKinnon are her other friends. Um, Gillian Bell accidentally kills a stripper by sitting on him, basically. Um, and then it kind of goes on from there. Um, made me laugh a couple times. It's only about 90 minutes long, but it kind of felt long at that. It would have been more, 75, 80 minutes probably would have been better. Scarlett Johansson's not very funny. I mean, she is the straight woman in this, and she and Zoe Kravitz. She's not very funny, though. Um um, Ty Burrell, um, Phil from Modern Family, turns up along with Demi Moore as a pair of swingers, um, and they're actually quite good value for the five minutes or so they they have on screen. Um, I, I do enjoy Ty Burrell, um, but yeah, it, it just it really was just right. That was watched then, and I just moved on <laughs> with my life. So, well, um, you've made. You've made me want to rewatch uh, Very Bad Things. Yeah, yeah, anyway, yeah so. do that. Do that. Yeah. Yeah, Very Bad Things. You don't need to watch mm. Rough Night. Um, and as part of an unintentional Adam Sandler double bill that I had on Sunday, because I couldn't get up, um, <laughs> like genuinely, we, wa- we, we watched Friends on Comedy Central and then Donna went off to do some stuff, and I, I couldn't really stand up to get the Apple TV remote. So I ended up watching the entirety of Pixels. Um, <laughs> so uh, that happened. Um, Pixels ain't that bad. No, the thing is, Pixels isn't that bad, but I've now seen no. Pixels twice. I um, think I've seen Pixels twice. You know, and it's like, this is the thing, though. It's one of those films where... You say I've seen such and such twice, and I'm like, you're the only person in on Earth who's seen that twice. <laughs> now we yeah. are, we are the only two people on Earth who have seen Pixels twice now, and I include Chris Columbus, the director, in that. Um, yeah. it, it's the, the the thing is that film was only out in 2015, but my God, the the the, the sheer virtual ink that would be spilled on Twitter. With regards to the way that Michelle Monaghan's character is treated in that film, um, and the way that a woman, a, a video game character woman, 
started kind of like has a thing with Josh Gad. She's then sucked back up into the video game stuff. And then the Qbert trophy that they won turns itself into the video game woman. And then a year later, Josh Gad and her have a bunch of baby Qberts. Yeah. Um, it just it's this thing that's supposed to be funny, and if you actually think about it for more than two seconds, is the creepiest fucking thing <laughs> you've ever thought of in your life. Yeah. Like it's horrifying. It's actually horrifying. Um, it just it's a. Th- I think it it might be the last big Sandler film before his Netflix deal. I think it was. And it does just feel like, right, yeah, he's kind of, he's kind of done. But from a, like, a mainstream cinema point of view, it's just like, no, it just, it's not there. Kevin James is the president of the United States. And... Yeah, but it it seems, but then again, you know, look who's actually president of the United States at the moment. That doesn't seem too unrealistic. No, well, no, that, that, that's true. That's true. I, it, it just, it's, um, I don't know. There's a couple of moments that did make me laugh. In fairness, um, and I think the action's actually pretty, pretty decent. Um, I, I will say, I mean, it's a really very, very cheap laugh. But just the the creator of Pac-Man seeing the giant Pac-Man and going, "No, I will talk to him. He is my son," and then <laughs> trying to have a conversation with Pac-Man about how he's not the bad guy. And then Pac-Man just basically eats him. It's a good time. I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie. It's a good time. Um, uh, you know, the, the, yeah, but the action sequences, I think, are all right. It's, it, you know, it's Chris Columbus has got an eye, you know, and he knows how to do that kind of thing. Um, yeah. It just, yeah, I don't know. It's not a very funny film, but it, I don't think it's as aggressively fuck you as grown-ups or grow uh, actually i don't think <laughs> I, I don't think i saw grown-ups too you didn't see grown-ups too no. you, you blankly refused to ever fucking watch it yeah you also said okay. uh I, I i think i'm almost quoting it when we devised the idea for paying it forward you said if you buy me grown-ups too yeah you i did. will not watch it and i will punch you in the dick <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that, that sounds about right. We, we, I could pay that forward. Um, yeah. So, yeah, there you go, Pixels. I watched it because I couldn't stand up. <laughs> Anything else? No, that's me. Cool. Uh, no, what have you been watching recently? Oh, God, what have I been watching recently? Um, that isn't a Marvel film. Um, well, technically. I, I, watched, I re-watched the Spider-Man trilogy. Uh, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man trilogy. I've been watching them in um, little bite-sized chunks with Charlie um, because we started watching the first Spider-Man movie, and I figured there's a lot of there's a lot of not Spider-Man happening in this. Um, so if I'm gonna get him to watch these, uh, I'm gonna want to sit with him. We'll do it in half-hour chunks, and I'll just explain to him what's going on. Um, those half-hour chunks got a little bit longer. Than half hours which was good uh charlie really bought into it 
um he really sort of went along with the story and and i was kind of explaining to him everything that was happening oh this is his best friend and this is this and oh he works with this guy and all that type of thing so he seemed to really get into the story of it uh to the point where um this morning he came downstairs because <clears throat> i was a bit ill uh yesterday and Claire got up with him this morning and he came down and Claire came up and she was like, he's watching Spider-Man three. Is that okay? And what Claire meant was he's watching Spider-Man three. Is he okay? There's nothing scary in it or bad for him. They could say, but my response was no, not without me. And so I jumped out of bed and ran downstairs. Um, so we ended up watching the end of Spider-Man three together and he really kind of got into it, which was, which was great. A great thing to see. Cause um, I think those movies are, very much of their time now. I think they feel like, it's like you said, Ian, before when we were discussing it, they do feel like films that are done. And I think without wanting to sort of be nasty towards them, that's really very true. They, you know, a lot's changed since those movies came out. And a lot of their weaknesses is, uh, a lot of their weaknesses shine through now, now that, we have more sophisticated superhero palettes, I guess. Um, they're still fun. Um, the supporting actors are, for the most part, still terrible. Um, I've always thought that um, that James Franco was pretty poor in these films, and he really fucking is. Um, I've always thought that... Uh, what's her face? Uh, Snaggletooth. Kirsten um, Dunst. Uh, I've always thought that Kirsten Dunst was bad. She's fucking horrible. Like, I mean, I know she was never keen on making these movies, but she is fucking sleepwalking through most of these scenes. There's, there's one, there's a couple of interactions in particular. There's one where she, I think it's the first one where she's having a conversation with, with Peter over the spider, um, in Spider-Man one over the fence. And it's just dreadful. Like it's, I mean, she's a decent actress and she's been decent in things. And it's like, she's forgotten how to act in, in these films a lot of the time. She's, she's appalling. Um, and I'd, I've always not really got on with her in terms of casting. I don't think she was, she wasn't really very Mary Jane. That type of thing doesn't seem to matter nowadays, but I think at the time that kind of stood out and it, it still stands out to me. Um, so there's a lot wrong with these films, but they're fun and they're perfect for uh, the perfect for a young uh, for a young audience. Charlie loved Spider-Man Three. Um, Spider-Man Three is a film that I've kind of defended for many years. I still get something out of it, um, and I still get something out of all three of these films. I just think they're they're showing their age a little bit now, unfortunately. Um, but that's that. So. Yeah, Spider-Man trilogy. I've not really watched much else apart from this other thing that we're going to talk about. Cool. Uh, I've only got a couple, and then we'll get into the the, the, the secondary main event. The yeah, <laughs> we'll get we'll get into it. Um, I've been playing a lot of the Mad Max game uh, because it's free on the PS um, Plus thing. Um, so I watched Mad Max Fury Road uh, the other night. Uh, I know you weren't big on. I don't think we you know, but Ian, you fucking love it, don't you? Oh yeah. I need to re. I need to rewatch that film. I'll I'll come round on rewatch. I just yeah. I had a bad experience in the cinema with it. Um, yeah, I I 
rewatched it first time I've rewatched it. I think I've rewatched it since cinema, but I think this is the first time I've watched it in maybe a couple of years, maybe. Uh, it, 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 that is a really, really, really fucking good movie. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, it's it's fucking solid. It's a we, we spoke about it quite a lot on the podcast, so I won't go into too much detail. But yeah, really enjoyed it, and actually made me think. I, I think I actually enjoyed it more than I thought I had. Um, if that makes any sense whatsoever. Um, also, we watched Wind River, which was, I think, my number two, three, or two, two. Sorry yeah, two movies last year. Um, we watched that. Um, it's still a fucking cracking movie. It really is. Um, I, I do think Taylor Sheridan is one of the, the, the best um, writers out there uh, at the moment. And... Uh, as director, it, it, it's a it's a solid, um, technically second, I think it counts as um, outing for him. Um, Renner's fantastic. I think Elizabeth Olsen's brilliant. Uh, the it, it's it's got a real a, a, a great moment where the film is it, ticking along nicely and it, it it's a good level and then it it, it snaps and it, it it notches itself up a good level. So yeah, I, I, I really thoroughly enjoyed my rewatch of Wim River. Very good. Um, yeah, I, I was a bit worried. I'm always, I'm always worried about watching something that you've watched for the when you watched it the first time. You hold it so high up. I, I kind of get these these panics and think, shit. What if I watch it now and go, huh? I didn't like that as much. Uh, it, that come down can sometimes be a little bit too too much. So I get quite nervous about sort of watching stuff. It's why I'm, I'm a little bit nervous about rewatching Hostiles because I was that high on it that what if, what if I was just wrong <laughs> and, I, and I come down kind of hard on it. And so yeah, I was a little bit worried about Wind River but uh, you know, I was I was fucking right the first time. Um, uh, and I, uh, the last one I watched, um, I watched The Lifeguard. I don't know why I watched The Lifeguard but we, me and Bex were flicking through, doing the usual thing of flicking through Netflix and, and, and as such and trying to find something. And I think I watched Lifeguard because it's got it's got Kristen Bell in it and I I don't mind Kristen Bell as an actress and um, it was 95 minutes long and I thought I can cope with 95 minutes long right is now it, is, because is this, is this a film we're supposed to know? You you've not seen the Lifeguard like fucking cropping up in like, your fucking your scroll along timeline on um, what on Netflix on Netflix no yeah. I haven't it fucking cropped all the time on mine. <laughs> I think I watched it just so it'd stop fucking cropping up. I'm actually on Netflix now. The Life so Guard. I. I have not seen that pop up once now. But honestly, it pops up shitloads on mine. Your algorithm is saying some shit to you, bud. It, it, it is, mate. It fucking is. Um, You're a big fan anyway. of Veronica Mars. Are you watching Veronica Mars on Netflix? No, but Bex did watch all of The Good Place, and I did watch... Uh, with uh, you need to get some separate fucking profiles on that shit, bud. <laughs> well, look, I've got a separate profile for Isabel, but not for not no, for you, me. You need to get a separate profile. Any anything where like it's it's acknowledging the good place is not is not a good thing because <laughs> because the good place is fucking shit. <laughs> I, I can't disagree with you on that at all. Yeah, I will no, not no, it, it is, it is. It, it's I shit. watched a few episodes of that. I didn't mind it. I mean, it's 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 not good, but. No, I've got three, like three seasons. Popcorn, it's, it, 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 I, I, everyone loves it, Noel. 
Everyone loves the good place. No. Everyone yeah, I, I don't fucking know how, I don't know loves you, the good place. It's shit. I don't know how you could. I don't know how you could love it. That's yeah. Me and Bex have watched three seasons, and we're, we're both like, I still can't work out if I'm actually enjoying this or I'm just <laughs> fine with it being on. <laughs> you don't see people on Twitter all the time saying like, "Oh, this must be the bad place." Yeah, like, it, we're definitely in the bad place. Oh, right. is that a ref? Yeah, 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 it's a it's a reference because everybody loves the good place, no? Okay, yeah. because what? like like everyone loved Community, like everyone loved Community, and now I, I no first, one talks I, I really about enjoyed community. the first two seasons of Community, and then stopped giving a shit because it got it, it just got shit. Um, but anyway, a bit like when everybody's favorite was Cam Gigande. <laughs> well, everybody's favorite was Cam Gigande. Yes. Yep. Where the fuck's Cam been? Right, you talk about this fucking piece he was of shit. In... I'm going to look up yeah. Cam Gigande. It, he was in the, the remake list. of The Magnificent Seven. The, the what? He was in the remake of The Magnificent Seven. He was. Oh, yeah. He was in Avengers Infinity War as well, Ian. Do you, will you not watch it? He was in Avengers Infinity War. Right. What, you know was he, was when... he Peter Dinklage? Yeah, no. When... Oh, you, must have, you must have missed it, mate. Stop paying attention. Let's go back and watch it again. The lifeguard, right? It's basically a lot of music drops, and that's it. Not a lot happens. <laughs> Don't watch it. It was fine, but yeah, it, it doesn't make really that much sense, and it feels like it thinks it's a lot kind of more poignant than it is, and it's saying a lot more than it actually is. Whereas at the end of it, you just go. She had a good job. She was having an affair with her boss. He wouldn't leave his wife. So she has a breakdown, goes home, fucks a high school kid, everyone finds out, and then she becomes an award-winning writer. Huh. I don't know what she's learned here, but it's not a lot. (laughs) It looks like I've never come across this film before, and now Netflix is desperately trying to play me a, a trailer for it. It looks like the kind of film that somebody like I don't know who directed it, but they're probably going to get a Star Wars film next or something. Uh, like yeah. it's one of, is it sort of one of those sort of like hit indie dramas where they're going to get a big movie it, next to they're, they're going to get a Jurassic movie. No, or something? It, it, it played Sundance. Ah, <laughs> yeah, there you go. It, it, it's a very Sundancey movie. It, it was it, it was fine, but, it, but nobody else needs to watch it. Is what I would say. <laughs> I've watched it. For us all. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, right. <laughs> Moving swiftly on to um, another Netflix original uh, movie. Uh, and is this the fourth Adam Sandler Netflix original movie of five that he's doing? There's one more to come, I think, isn't there? So what have we had? We've had The Magnificent... No, The Ridiculous Six. Ridiculous Six. Do Over. Do Over. Do Over. Sandy Wexler. Uh, Sandy Wexler. Sandy the Maywitz stories, but that wasn't part no, of his. No, 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 what's no. it? So, yeah, it's the fourth then, isn't it? Yep. Right. So, this one uh, is directed by Robert Smeagol uh, and is written by Adam Sandler and Robert Smeagol. Uh, it stars Adam Sandler, funnily enough. Chris Rock, Steve Buscemi's there. Some other people are there as well. Um, there's no score, so there's no composer for it at all, for some reason. Um, and 
Adam Sandler plays Kay Lustig, whose daughter is marrying the son of Chris Rock. Chris Rock is a big shot uh, heart surgeon, and Kay Lustig lives in Long Island, and he's not a big shot, but he's trying to put on the wedding quite cheap, but make it look like it's more expensive. And... I'd say hilarity ensues, but but guys, does hilarity ensue? Ian, I'm gonna go to you first. Um, the the key thing with the week of, I think, is that it's the first time Adam Sandler has deemed a age and appearance appropriate woman to be his wife on screen. His wife is actually in the movie as well, isn't she? Yeah. What's her name? Jackie Sandler, is it? Yeah. Who does she play? Who does she She play? She plays his uh, brother's... Oh, his cousin's... Or brother. She's the one with the the dodgy son. Yeah, she's the one with the son that's a drug addict, yeah. Oh, hang on. And Jared Sandler... Oh, right. Okay, so that's... Right. So Jared Sandler played... Um, the the creepy next door neighbour kid and he also played he plays a character called Jared in this he also played a character called Jared in Sandy Wexler is oh. he oh he's Adam Sandler's nephew okay so we've got a film here where Adam Sandler has now gotten so lazy <laughs> that it's just like right your nephew do you want to be in this film yeah fine okay wife do you want to be in this film yeah okay right I need I need another star you can be in this Chris Rock what what are you doing for a week yeah do you want to feel a man's stumps and get paid some money for it yeah alright cool you, you got divorced recently so you need the money okay great that's what I love to hear alright I'll see you in a bit um it just it, it's it's the most contractual obligation Mm. film that isn't a franchise film that I think you'll ever see it it does literally just seem like here is content here is here is something which just about warrants having a graphic on Netflix it's like some sort of tax loop thing or something, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> it. it. It's like a shell company has created this film because the producers are in trouble with the Hungarian version of HMRC. It's like Adam Sandler's made this movie because if Adam Sandler doesn't make this movie within the next year, he loses the right to be Adam Sandler. Mm. <laughs> like the rights, the rights to be Adam Sandler pass back over to Joel McHale, Ben Stiller, or something oh, like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Or Disney. Yeah, yeah. Dis- Disney would then own the rights to Adam Sandler. It's it's why he did yeah. bedtime stories. Um, it it just it's I, I I I you know people talk about the death of cinema. And it's just like you see a film like The Week Of and it's just this uninspired, flat... I mean, like, Donna, like, caught me watching some of it and she was just like, what are you doing watching a TV show? And it was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It it, it just, it's... 
I mean, the o- literally, the only reason why we're talking about it is because we have this fucking masochistic thing where we review all the Adam Sandler Netflix <laughs> the show. Yeah. So, we, do, and we, we will continue doing uh, it. Uh, yeah, and, and we will. And we will. <laughs> so weirdly, so so ironically, it's out of contractual obligation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's... I think it, between, between forcing yourselves to sit through Infinity War and struggling with that, and forcing yourself to sit through this and struggling with this. I think the episode of this show needs to be contractual obligations. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, the thing yeah. is, with, with this yeah. with, with this movie, it's... Because the thing is, we didn't mind the do-over, did we? We were I, fine with the I, do-over. I, I, I was okay with the do-over, yeah. I was okay with the do-over. It's not great, but it, it, it was funny enough. Sandy Wexler was shit fucking and was all the two hours, wasn't fuck, it? Yeah, it was. That film was a fucking piece of shit. Yeah. And the week of is... Yeah, that's... This is... A, I, 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 I don't think I can call it a bad movie. Because it's I don't think you can call it a movie. Mm. It, my main thing... My main thing with this... First of all, can I say, after this, is it alright if I just go back to listening to you talk about these movies. Yeah, 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 of course. I, I, yeah, I'm not... I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to be watching any more of these. Uh, the, my main thing with this is it felt very much to me like... I if I didn't know who Adam Sandler and Chris Rock were, I think it would feel like... I think I would have thought I was watching a documentary about a bloke whose daughter's getting married on, like, fucking... On, on a channel like Hey You or something like that. It, it literally just felt like some people were being followed around and they were trying to organise a wedding. The, the reality TV channel with like Kardashians on it and stuff like that. Mm. Uh, a, I just don't think anybody watches it. Oh, wow, there's a reality TV channel called Hey... Well, I suppose there's a comedy channel called Dave, so I don't know. Yeah, Hey You, H-A-Y-U. It's a reality TV channel. It's... The, it's it, it, I, I don't know what's on it apart from Kardashians, but my, my point is it feels like a documentary following some people around who, like, maybe they're famous or maybe they're, like, half famous. Maybe they're... Maybe they were on a different reality show or something like that. Like, it doesn't feel like a film. And it's... The problem The problem with stuff like this as well is I think we're all defenders of Netflix a lot of the time. Oh, and what thought, Netflix yeah. is doing yeah. is what Netflix is doing for cinema. And, and what Netflix is doing for film and for content, generally speaking. But between this and the sheer fucking number of shit fucking stand-up things that they, they put out, it's getting really difficult to to continue to defend. Like, they make it difficult to defend them a lot of the time with stuff like this. And it's such a fucking shame because, you know, they are creating so many opportunities elsewhere. That's it. This is... it. I know that I've mentioned it already, but the fact that it doesn't even have a score just smacks of... That's really bothered you, isn't it? It has, it has bothered me, because it's just... it. It's so... We don't give a shit. We, I've been paid for this movie already, so I can't be asked to even bother writing a decent script. It's just something I found in a drawer, and I've not yeah. even fucking polished it. I've got this guy who's never actually directed a movie but has written some shit. He's going to direct it. I've not even got, like, one of the usual hacks that I get to fucking direct my movies. Um, Steve Buscemi's going to do it. I'm still mates for Chris Rock, and he owes me a favour. And plus, Netflix is going to give him £5 million for doing it, so fuck it. 
you know, like, what you cast him at? Oh, he's a big shot who cheated on his wife for a bunch and then she left him and he's got to pay for her. Shouldn't be that difficult to fucking print a play that, should it? Uh, and it just... Oh, and I'll, I'll do a voice. Which one? That one. You know the one. Yeah. Um, oh, and I've still got some costumes left over from that Jack and Jill movie I made. So if we put some old bit oh, makeup God. on me, oh, God, like, yeah. I, I'll, I'll do yeah. that. It'll be funny. People love it when I dress up as a fucking woman. Oh, I, I don't know what they do, Adam. Ah, fuck it, I don't care. It, it, it's that, or we... Can you be asked to cast somebody else? No, fuck it, it'll be fine. And whether it's... It, it whether just, it's... It just whether feels just like they can't be bothered. Yeah, whether it's Netflix or it's Adam Sandler or all the people involved in this, it feels like it's just been... It feels like maybe Netflix had just sort of gone... You know, you, you stick Netflix on and it's like, oh, there you go. And you're like, what? There you go. This, 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 this here. But what? What? Why is that? I don't. I don't know. Just it's, it's got Adam Sandler in it. Just take it. Go. 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 It's got, I don't know. What it is. Well, no, no. It's got. It's got the Adam thing, Sandler in it. It's got Chris Rock in it. Just, just take it. The, the weird thing is, there's going to come a point where, because the reason why Netflix struck up this deal with Adam Sandler is because they said that a lot of the most watched movies on there or on Netflix globally were Adam Sandler movies. They're we're the movies good that, that, Adam Sandler. We're they good were, Adam were, Sandler movies do, 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 from 20 years ago. Yeah, that's what that's what people people did watch them, and they watched them not once, not twice, but two or three times people would watch these movies. And then, so that's why they offered him this, this five-picture deal. And then he's delivering this really subpar Adam Sandler movies. And it, they must be looking at going, fucking hell! Did we? What we paid for was more of the kind of grown-ups. Just go with it, Mr. Deeds, Pixels, things like that. That's what we paid for. What we're getting is this shit. We're getting the Water Boy over and over again. And it's. I mean, it's not like it's not like. You know, before this deal happened, his his recent stuff was yeah. I mean, it was it was it was Grown Ups. It was Grown Ups Two. It was That's My Boy. It was Jack and Jill. It was, uh, I mean, Funny People was a little bit better received, I guess. But you know, you don't. I'm going back now. You don't mess with the Zohan. I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. Click. I mean, it's you have to go back quite a while, quite a way to get to. To something but, really funny from 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 Adam Sandler, but they were making money. Well, up to up to well, yeah. probably just go with it. They were making money. I mean, Grown Ups. I mean, I know Ian, you despised it, but that that's the thing. Nothing Grown Ups nice. had an eighty million dollar budget, an eighty million dollar budget <laughs> for Grown Ups cost eight million. Because they, they because they filmed it in a they filmed it in a big location mm. and they you know that was the reason why and then you look at something like just go with it again that I think also had an eighty million dollar budget fucking even even fucking blended which wasn't that bad I think that had like a near hundred million dollar budget but a forty so that's half of, of like a grown-ups, or what is it, but grown-ups too, $80 million budget, but these all made you know, between 200 and 250 million uh, 200 and $300 million so they made money, they were, they were ticking over nicely but 
it's just it's like they offered him all this money and he went, Do you know what? I don't really have to even bother fucking trying. Yeah, yeah. But it's it just it really does now feel like he's really not trying. It doesn't help me as well. I mean, I, I like a lot of Sandler's older stuff, uh, Happy Gilmore, Waterboy, Wedding Singer, that type of thing. It doesn't help me that now he leans. I mean, he always has leaned on it a lot, but a lot of his stuff, there always has to be stuff that relates to him, the music that he likes, the fact that he's from Brooklyn, the fact that he likes new, the fact that he likes baseball. It's just it's all these Adam Sandler things, and it's like, oh, I fucking get it. You're from Brooklyn, fucking up. Like you know, it just I'm not interested in the stuff around him. And if I'm not laughing and and I'm meant to just sort of like, go, oh, yeah, this is part of the Adam Sandler world where we all listen to Journey or make reference to fucking Journey or Chicago or, or some sort of like these 80s rock bands and stuff like it just I'm not into his whole thing. So there's nothing else. If there's no laughs, there's nothing else there for me. There's no charm there for me. Not that he's, he's making much effort to, to, to do charm anyway, but. Yeah, uh, I, I, I think we can all... Oh, and the... Right. The, the the big, massive bottles of booze. What was that about? I actually quite That's obviously that. a thing. Yeah, <laughs> that's a obviously thing? a thing that... Did he say they got them from Vegas? Is that a thing in Vegas? I don't know. It just... Yeah. It, I, it, it, it's... Yeah. It, it, it's for me, it, it's a definitely shit. Very, very definitely shit. The thing is, I will say one thing about it is one positive thing about it is a lot of the time while I was watching it, because I wasn't laughing, and there was there was one moment I laughed at, which is the point where he goes out into the street and he there's two black guys walking yeah. past and he, he invites them in, and it's just a whip. I think I laughed at it because it was weird. It was like. What? I, I, is this a joke or what's... Like, I didn't laugh that much at that point. I laughed at the point where when the other guy comes down and says, says oh, and are you cousins... What is it? And it, the, the, yeah. the, the actual cousin turns around and goes, just go just with go, it, it'll be easier. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I laughed at that, um, but I, 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 yeah, I didn't tend to laugh at anything Adam Sandler did. Um, yeah. Chris Rock, it just I felt that was... it was a little bit close to home. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you get that a lot from him, don't you? It's like, yeah, you still. But then again, his figure it out. <laughs> his what is it? Um, his stand-up thing on Netflix was great. I really yeah. enjoyed it. Yeah, I did actually. Yeah. Uh, that's it. I mean, there wasn't a lot to laugh at, but <clears throat> I think what it was going for. I think it, if it was going for anything, somebody must have been going for something. I think what it was going for was a kind of a a Christmas vacation meets yeah. it's kind of vibe I don't think it got I think the moments where where it flicks up on the screen the Monday and you get the little chime that felt very Christmas vacation-y sure. to me yeah. I think mm. the sort of like the building sort of stress thing of we're getting to this event and it's not going to go well you know there's reflections of that and Father of the Bride and stuff like that so I think maybe it was maybe half-heartedly going for that type of thing if there was one positive about it it would be that for a lot of the time, because I wasn't laughing along with it, it felt a little bit like Adam Sandler was maybe not necessarily doing a comedy here. Like, 
you know, he's he's successfully done straight roles in the past, and there were moments mm-hmm. in this where I felt like, oh, okay, this is actually, you know, there's moments of there's moments between him and his daughter. Actually, there was a couple of moments between him and his daughter where he looked like he was going to snog her, which I felt weird about. I don't yeah. know if anybody else felt that way. Yeah. <laughs> but, but there were other moments where there were little touching, tiny, tiny little moments. And I was like, all oh, right, it's that type of thing. But then, you know, you'd get a shot of him picking up his, his uncle with no legs. And it's like, oh no, it's that type of thing. So yeah, if they'd approached this film a little bit differently and just made a completely different film, it might have been better, but but yeah. But they tried to they tried to make it funny, but it's a little <laughs> bit. You watch it going, you've forgotten how to be funny now, haven't you? Or you're not even trying to be funny. You're just assuming that you're going to be funny. Yeah, I mean, it's a little bit like like that's that's my memories of funny people was that when that film's good, it's good. Mm. And you know when it's when it's doing good drama, it's doing good drama and it's good. And when it's doing good comedy, it's it's doing good comedy and it's good. But the two things don't really work together, and the film's too long as well. That's my other abiding memory of it. Mm-hmm. But and I think there's a similar thing here. It's like there's if they'd have done this as a straight straight drama, there might have been something interesting there about a man who's trying to do the best by his daughter, but he can't, and he's you know he's struggling with the fact that he's competing against the Chris Rock character, maybe. Maybe there's something there, but I don't know. What we got was just something very phoned in instead, I think. Yeah, it, that, yeah. that's it. It, it. it does smack of contractual obligation completely. Who uh, writes this? Thing? Who's writing? Is he writing these things? Yeah, he, 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 him it. and the director wrote it. Mm. So, yeah. Um, yeah, definitely shit for me. Yeah. Yeah. Aldine's vote was um, definitely not shit 33%, touching off 0%, and shit 67%. How many votes? Uh, 13. 13, okay. Uh, right, we do have a question, guys. Oh, God. From. It's not from me this time either. I'm completely unprepared. Uh, Ethan M. Barr, Ethan Barr 2. If the Avengers were to go back in time to a scene from any of the previous films, which would you choose? What, the previous That's Marvel films? Yes. If they yeah. were to go back in time right. to any scene from the previous Marvel films? Yeah. Hmm. That's, that's good. Oh, there's so much. Um... Who do I want to see again? Who do I want to... Who do I miss? I've, I, I, I've got mine. Go on. I think it's in... Is it in Age of Ultron? It's the scene where Tony Stark and Pepper Potts are talking in Stark Tower and um, Paltrow's wearing a pair of tiny denim shorts just like I see that scene again. First Avengers. Is it in the First Avengers? That'd be the one. That'd be the one. I'd get them all to go back, look at it, and and Toy Start just to go. Yep, see those are the shorts, and then walk back out. (laughs) That's a good scene. I like that. (laughs) I just thought all of them in the background just nod and go. "Mm, Yep, and then walk back out. I would have the Avengers uh, arrive in Iron Man Two. 
um, into the hangar where um, Justin Hammer is having a discussion with Mickey Rock's Whiplash and the Avengers return his board to him because he really wants to see his board. He did. Uh, <laughs> He, did he gets his board. Ian? Um, I don't know, one of the early scenes in For the Dark World so they could just fucking kill Christopher Eccleston and we could just leave. <laughs> Somewhere right now Christopher Eccleston has gone. I'd be fine with that. Yeah, yeah, because Christopher Eccleston <laughs> would just be like, I didn't want to do it anyway. Like, yeah. I, I want to do theatre. I, I just want to do theatre, but I also like money. Oh, woe is me! Yeah, he literally admits that. I reckon if you if you sat down next to, on a bus next to Chris Eccleston and you went, "You Chris Eccleston, he go, I didn't want to do Thor. I didn't want to do God in sixty seconds, but they gave me money." You went, oh, "Cool." I've met I've met Chris Eccleston a few times, and uh, I've, um, I've met him you should few. you should be aware he speaks a lot more like me than he does like that. It does actually, yeah. yeah. I've met, I've met him um, on one occasion, um, and not in like a brief meeting for like uh, I was talking to him for about an hour. He's a really nice guy. Yeah, he used to. There was a time where he, um, I worked at the cinema in town, uh, the the Odeon in town. You know, the one with the IMAX that we've been to a couple of times. Mm-hmm. I used to work there, and I used to live in Eccles and. Uh, near a restaurant that I used to go to frequently with my missus at the time. And I used to drink at a pub in Worsley called the white horse. And he used to be in the white horse. Every time I was in there, he used to be in the restaurant. Every time I was in there, he used to come into the cinema every time I was working. Um, and then I'd go to the corner house cafe and I'd see him in there as well. I would see Christopher Eccleston fucking everywhere. It was really (laughs) odd. It was like he was stalking me. It was bizarre. Um, and there was what the time that he, I don't know if you remember, but when he did Doctor Who, um, when he left Doctor Who, it was a bit of a shock to everyone. And it was a bit of a big news story because Doctor Who had kind of just come back and it had only mm. really run for a season and he sort of walked away from it. Um, the day after that news story broke, um, I was in the Corner House Cafe um, just doing some university work and he came in and sat on the next on the next table to me i may have mentioned this before he sat on the next table to me and his friend came in and sat down and they proceeded to talk for about an hour and a half about all the reasons that he left doctor who and i was just sat there listening i was like fuck this is great i should be recording this uh yeah it's fascinating Nice. And he does seem like a very, very, very nice guy. I always used to make a point of calling him Mr. Eccleston when I like when I worked in the cinema. I'd be like, "Yeah, it's uh, screen number three, Mr. Eccleston." And uh, yeah, he's a, he's a thoroughly nice chap. Just really didn't want to be in a Marvel film. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, fair enough, fair enough. The heart wants what the heart wants. It just yeah. his heart wants theatre and money. Uh, yeah, that, yeah. The thing is, I'm glad the fact that he, he likes to admit that as well. Yeah, no, so, yeah, I mean, fuck, I, I would too. Cool, uh, Ian. Um, what are we covering next week? Okay, so uh, generally, what we're we covering next week. The, 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 only, the only thing that's out because we're not going to do the Amy Schumer film um, is the sequel to The Strangers, which apparently is actually not that bad. Okay, is, what's that called? Is this the first Strangers too? This is the first sequel to The Strangers. Wow, that seems like a long time ago. Yep, uh, The Strangers Pray at Night. 
Ah, yes. I seem to remember you quite liked The Strangers, Ian. I enjoyed The Strangers. I I, I enjoyed The Strangers, actually. I also enjoyed the... um, is it a Romania or a French film that it's it's not based on, but very heavily oh, uh, them. based upon? Them, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, The, the Strangers, I'll never be able to watch The Strangers again. I've, I've, I've seen that film twice, and it fucking weirds me the fuck out. It really did a number on me, that film, just because it, you know, it feels like it could be real. You know, yeah, just, I, I, I look forward to. It. I'm gonna, I'm gonna rewatch that before we watch I'm the not, strangers. I'm fucking not. Pray at night. Nah, nah, just that whole kind of like why because you were home. It's just oh fuck me, nah, nah. Well, I say I'm gonna do that before. <laughs> what is it? But I need to work out if it's playing near me first because your view don't release there. What is it till late Thursday? In, in the end of the day, it's like. That and the Amy Schumer one are the only two wide releases this week, and other the other films that have been out have been out for a bit now because the week before um, Avengers, like nothing came out, so cinemas yeah. are a little bit starved for product. So I think you'll be okay. Yeah, cool. Right. Uh, Did you notice Ian that it says it says on sorry uh, it says on the poster for the Strangers based on a true st- based on true events? Yeah, no, it's not. I, I refuse to believe that. <laughs> Is there anything that we um, have missed that we need to discuss before we get off? Um, how The Strangers is not based on true events? I think it might be, though, Ian. Um, um, your, your, your cinema listings are out, by the way. Um, I like... I'm just having a look now. Yeah, it, 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 Strangers it, 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 play at night is playing. Uh, is, is it on the View website? Yeah. Fucking hell. I've just looked on the View website and it wasn't there. Oh, Christina Hendricks is in it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, she'll no, turn up not. in anything nowadays. Still. I'll watch that. Oh, go she to think she'll turn up. She thinks she'll turn up for my birthday at the weekend. Yeah, if you if you give it sling, yeah. sling, sling a 20 quid, yeah? I, I, I would be fascinated to see how many people go to a 9.25 in the morning screening of ghost stories. <laughs> Oh shit! I thought you were about to say it was for the fucking what is it uh, for that? No, um, earliest is uh, two forty um, on Friday. A nine twenty-five in the morning screening I, of I, ghost stories. I, I, I'd go that time. What the fuck? The Greatest Showman is still playing five times He's a still day. Playing. That yeah. thing's on iTunes. Made a lot of money, Oh yeah, it is. That, that thing's huge. That thing's yeah. huge. Um, that's fucking wild. Anyway, oh, the Guernsey Literary and Potato Peel Pie Society is still playing. Ah, uh, fuck that title. That, yeah, yeah. It's, it's still it's on it's on at our local the local independent cinema thing as well because I was kind of hoping that they might have pulled their finger out of their ass and got um, Infinity War, but no, it's the fucking Potato Peel Society. Uh, what? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> the Didsbury Potato Pie company what's it called again ian the guernsey literary and potato peel pie society yeah it's playing at 9 30 in the morning on friday if you want to check it out but i'm, I'm all right it, it's two hours and four minutes long uh i will it's yeah, no. it's for the it's for the exotic marigold hotel crowd yeah it's, it's for those concerts like, seriously that is blowing my mind that the greatest showman is still playing a full day of showings in your fucking it is period. indeed 
That's crazy. On, the flip, on the flip side of that, one thing that I just noticed was when I clicked on um, The Stranger's Prey at Night, the little recommendation thing on IMDb at the bottom for sort of films like this uh, was Death Wish, and I was like, oh, fucking hell, Death Wish, I wonder when that's coming out. Death Wish came out on April the 6th. Yeah. I haven't heard a single person mention it. Yeah, that thing came and went. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah that, that, that fucker disappeared. <laughs> That is crazy. Oh, my God. I mean, it's not crazy. It's to be completely expected, but... It'll be on Netflix geez. by the end of the year. Yeah. Well, I can avoid it there as well. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Right, uh, I, I think that is it for us uh, for episode 254. Uh, thank you very much, Noel, for, for joining us. Nice one, uh, we look forward to speaking to you again when when you fancy it. If not, it'll be July or June, is it, at Man of the Wasp? Uh, uh, we've got Deadpool. Isn't Deadpool before then? Yeah. Is Deadpool is. Deadpool's, Deadpool's in like two weeks. Yeah, a couple, couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. I'll come yes, back. Yes, nice. Good man. Yeah, very good. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah uh, so um, we'll be covering uh, The Strangers sequel next week. Um DudeMonkey.com, at DudeMonkey, at Ian Loring, at Normella, at DudeFoz. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Speech later. Goodbye. And just another reminder, DudeAndTheMonkey.Bandcamp.com for the Neon Demon commentary and The Greatest Showman coming soon and other tracks coming soon as well. If you want more Dude and a Monkey and you want to support the show, DudeAndTheMonkey.Bandcamp.com. Uh, take a listen and hopefully you'll have fun. Bye-bye.